Othniel Charles Marsh, and Edward Drinker Cope are much more than two truly epic names for men wearing intricate facial hair. They are the names of the two most important and vicious bone hunters in American history. The popular vision of dinosaurs as savage monsters may as well have been taken from the actions of the two men who are responsible for our knowledge of so many of them. Their conflict managed to simultaneously advance science and put up huge roadblocks in its way. But anything that is called the Bone Wars is cool in my book. I am Samuel Hansen, and this is Science Sparring Society. Cope was born into money in Philadelphia and studied under one of the founders of vertebrate paleontology, Joseph Lady, at the University of Pennsylvania. Marsh was born to a farmer in New York, but he did not want for money for his studies as his wealthy uncle George Peabody helped him out and eventually granted him a chair at Yale, where he had also done his studies. Cope was the more natural scientist, a gifted fossil interpreter. He published more than 1,400 papers in his career. While he was loosely affiliated with the Academy of Natural Sciences in Philadelphia, he primarily worked alone, and most of his research was self-funded. Marsh was the better politician, and as curator of the Peabody Natural History Museum, also thanks to his uncle, he had a large staff that he could organize and call upon for help. Cope and Marsh first met in Germany, and in the beginning, there was no animosity between them. That status quo was maintained until Cope invited Marsh to visit a dig site around Haydenfield, New Jersey. Marsh realized how many fossils were still undiscovered at the site, and promptly bribed the excavators to send the future discoveries to him instead of to Cope. Things were not helped when, a couple of years later, Cope published a reconstruction of the Elasmosaurus, and Marsh commented, they might as well call it the Steptosaurus, or Twisted Reptile, as Cope had placed the skull on the wrong end of the skeleton. Cope vehemently disagreed, and they agreed to let Lady be the judge. After Lady sided with Marsh, Cope tried to purchase up all of the copies of the works to replace them with a corrected version. He didn't succeed, and even if he had, Marsh made sure to spread the story as far and as wide as he could. And so started the Bone Wars. Unlike many scientific feuds, this one was not fought with papers and debates. This one actually manifested itself in the physical world. Both Cope and Marsh took part in expeditions out west. And it was there that things really started to spin out of control. 
In Kansas, around a year after the Elasmosaurus incident, Cope stole one of Marsh's assistants and horned in on one of his digs. And soon they were luring away each other's providers by liberal application of money. Scientific scruples had clearly been laid to the side. It was in the wilds of the Wyoming wilderness that things really came to head, though. Marsh had developed good ties with the military, and after using them to provide protection for his group against American Indians, he used those connections to make Cope's life much harder. At one point, Cope and his assistants actually had to sleep in the hay yard at Fort Bridger, as they would not provide him with lodging. Most of these Wyoming expeditions put our two bone hunters in the Como Bluff area, the main battleground of the Bone Wars. The allegations were many. Cope accused Marsh of trespassing and theft. Marsh reportedly ordered a dig site to be dynamited instead of letting it fall into Cope's hands. There are stories of salting dig sites with unrelated bones to throw off research. Cope had a train full of Marsh's excavations diverted to him in Philadelphia. Workers at the dig sites would actually engage in rock-throwing battles. During all of this, the science started to suffer too. You know, beyond just the dynamiting of irreplaceable fossils. Cope purchased a journal in order to speed his publication rates, and both of them were guilty of gross errors. Admittedly, Cope more often than Marsh, but it was Marsh that didn't learn from the past and managed to place the wrong skull on an apatosaurus skeleton and created the Brontosaurus, a mythical dinosaur that lasted for over a century. Lady, a true and proper scientist, could not keep up with these publication rates, or he just became fed up with the fighting and left the area he helped found. And the European paleontologists just couldn't believe this crude behavior by the Americans. And it led to a certain lack of trust for, say, a few decades. By the end of the 1880s, it was clear that something had to give. And on January 12, 1890, it did. Right on the front page of the New York Herald, with a headline, Scientists Wage Bitter Warfare. Written by W.H. Ballou, a man friendly with Cope, the article was rather one-sided and contained claims of plagiarism, errors, and ignorance. Marsh fired back within a week with a response that contained the assertion of a series of blunders which are without parallel in the annals of science by Cope, as well as questioning the soundness of Cope's mind. The public denunciations led to Marsh being asked to leave his National Geological Survey post, and Cope soon became ill and had to start to sell his personal fossil collection to pay for his treatment. By the end of Cope's life in 1897, the Bone Wars had led both of the men to financial ruin. The last battle of the Bone Wars was not to be fought. Cope, forever believing in his superiority, asked that his brain be preserved, so that after Marsh's passing, their brain sizes could be compared, so sure he was that his gray matter was a cut above. In the end, Marsh was buried with his brain still in his skull.
Lasting over a decade and a half, the Bone Wars was a war of attrition, and there's never a clear winner in such a case. Othniel Charles Marsh discovered more dinosaurs with 80 to Edward Drinker Cope's 56, but Marsh had more help. And there are accusations that he stole credit for his students' work. Both of them made numerous errors, but none of those errors stood longer than Marsh's brontosaurus. Both of them ended up out of money. The real winner was the American public, as the Bone Wars and the accompanying skeletons and illustrations fed into a newfound mania for dinosaurs. So many of the dinosaurs that everyone now brings to mind when they hear the word were found by these two savage, harsh, and great men. And come on, we all did get the gift of Jurassic Park out of this. And for that, both of them should be celebrated as true American heroes.